Before I begin my homily, I would like to thank Bishop Olson for this opportunity to preach this evening for this beautiful celebration of the White Coat Mass. We gather together this evening as a diocese, as medical professionals in this diocese, those in the healing profession, under the patronage of St. Luke, the patronage of physicians, to ask God to bless us to bless our patients, to bless those who work with us. In today's day and age, it seems very countercultural for us to be gathering here today to pray, to give thanks to God for our vocation, for our work. Because we constantly hear the news and in our world today that medicine and religion cannot coexist. Religion and medicine cannot exist together in the same room. If you're a doctor, a physician, you check in your religion outside the door before you enter to visit the patient. But yet that is completely counter to why we're here. On the contrary, medicine and religion become interrelated our role in understanding is how do they interrelate and how they can be applied to our practice today. To be able to apply that and how religion and our faith go in size with our practice of medicine, we must first ask ourselves, what is the goal of medicine? The goal of medicine is the attempt to restore people to the wholeness and in the process respecting and recognize the inviolable inherent dignity of a person. In today's gospel reading, we hear Jesus cures Peter's mother-in-law. He does so by touching her hand. He doesn't just say, you're cured, you're healed. But he comes and enters into the house of Peter to be with her, touch her hand, and heals her. For those in the healing profession, each of us have been given this great privilege and responsibility, not just to care for people, but to be with people, to seek them, and they seek us in the most vulnerable moments in their life and for their greatest spiritual distress. Dan Solomas said, an illness is a spiritual event because all illness is a disruption or a potential disruption of relationships. And all relationship is steeped in meaning. We can even see this on a biological level where cancer cells are, un are obviously not respecting the normal boundaries and transgressing the normal way and respecting their barriers. So when people come to see you, they're coming to you looking and seeking for a meaning. Why is God doing this to me? Am I right with God? What kind of meaning will my life have now that I am without a leg? Am I worth less than what I am now without a leg? These patients are coming to us in their need and their most vulnerable moment in life seeking the answers and to make sense of what's going on within themselves and what's going on in the deepest, darkest recesses of their hearts. These patients come in 
as their lives are being turned upside down, they come broken and in distress, more than just complex machines and problems for us to fix. They're not just patients who have diabetes, who have a missing, missing arm, missing leg. They're not coming in with cancer. They're not cancer patients. But they are human beings created in the image and likeness of God, created by God with a body and a soul. This person we are caring for is someone's friend, someone's brother or sister, someone's mother. If we spend time to talk to our patients, you can hear them tell you that doctors' offices, hospitals, and any office building, especially medical office building, is a place where patients feel very uncomfortable and unease. Because they, they relate those places to a place of suffering, a place of hopelessness. Because when they walk into those rooms, they experience the weakness, the fragility of human nature, so exposed to thousands of dangers and threats, which may at one single moment come and break the harmonious balance within a person's life. The which is caused by disease or the weakness of their strength. They seek you, seeking your knowledge, your expertise, to help them understand what is going on within them. They're seeking you out, out of hopelessness, hoping that you can shed some light to the darkness that they're experiencing due to illness. They are seeking you because they're at loss of peace in their life and now are searching for true meaning true purpose in life. So what is the approach do we take in the practice of medicine? Do we see our practice of medicine like a technician seeing a car? The person in front of us is no more than just a complex machine with a problem that we have to fix. Or just seen as ailments and diseases that need to be treated, fixed, or cured. Just like Peter's mother-in-law today, after being cured, she rose and waited on Jesus. And just like the patients each and every one of us care for, they're hoping, they're wanting, they're waiting to be able to return to their normal way of life. They want their peace restored in life. They want what is normal, what is convenient, and what they know as familiar in their life. So how does this look like? for our patient care today, especially for those patients who return home from a war-torn country now missing a leg, whose life revolved around our, his military brothers and sisters returning home from a horrific accident now needing to reintegrate into civilian life, <coughs> or a patient who's tried for so many years to have a child and finally was able to conceive. <coughs> Yet instead is giving birth to a stillborn child. How is the goal of medicine therefore achieved in real life? <coughs> it is the practice to teach, to advocate medical treatment seeing people in a way that recognizes them more than just a biological specimen 
and advocate for nonviolent health care. In suffering people, people feel like they are alone. Sometimes in practice of modern medicine, <coughs> excuse me, we fail in restoring true peace in a patient's life. Just like that military soldier, modern medicine cannot restore his missing leg so that he can return to combat to protect his brothers and to ensure they go home safely. Or like the mother who struggles with infertility, who was so excited about welcoming a child into the world and is now, being, now preparing to bury that child. A physician's role is to help through that holistic patient care to help them redefine what his peace is now and is going to look like, bringing about spiritual consolation and to be empathetic and to give help and help them relieve the discomfort and suffering. Patients often felt like their angels are at their side. When, when patient and doctor help to recover their help and at the same time comfort them, support them in times and in their thresholds in their final encounter with the Lord. These healthcare workers sustain in their concerns with the hospital chaplains, witnessing to God's closeness <coughs> to those who suffer. They are silent artisans of the culture of closeness and tenderness. The closeness and tenderness are your way of witnessing even to the little things in the cares, even with a cell phone call, when you connect elderly people who are about to die with their son, with their daughter, for them to say goodbye, to see them for the last time. These small gestures of love, this is what we're all called to do. This witness to closeness and tenderness Mother Teresa of Calcutta spoke to the doctors in the Congress of International Federation of Catholic Medical Association, saying she wanted them to understand that their calling is a vocation more than a profession. A vocation is something beautiful, something holy, something great. A doctor's vocation is very much like what Jesus did. He went about doing good, healing people. We hear so much in today's world about physicians' burnout. More and more physicians, doctors, and nurses are leaving their profession because they lose sight of what their role, their job, their mission, their vocation truly is. They have lost track of what they're doing. The people they serve have now become numbers, have become diseases, have become expectations and not truly someone with human dignity, with respect, with love. So how can we begin this goal of medicine to attempt to restore people to the wholeness in the process of respecting, recognizing their invulnerable, inherent dignity? First and foremost, it begins with prayer. We see in Luke's version of the same passage, Jesus leaves and goes to a deserted place to pray in the midst of the hectic and busyness of the healing, his healing work. In that prayer, he begins to find what he truly seeks and needs. He is filled, 
he is nourished by God's love so that he can become the instrument of that love, that healing hand of God the Father. Padre Pio calls prayer the oxygen of the soul. Secondly, to restore the peace in life, the patient and the one being treated must be seen in the face of the merciful God. And through each patient encounter, we come to find more deeply Christ in and through them. Each encounter you have with patient is not just a number, it's just not a disease, it's just not something you go to fix, but is a person who is seeking and looking for love, looking for meaning, looking for peace. They are created in the image and likeness of God. So take your time to see how they're doing, to ask those personal questions, like are you being met physically and spiritually? Is there anything I can do to help care for you holistically? Finally, together with your patient, to care and to restore the peace in their life. This peace in their life is not just the absence of chaos, but the peace of shalom, the peace of the full integration of body, mind, and soul in everything they do. So when you collaborate with your patients, you begin to work with them, seeing them as a collaborator in your work. And in doing so, you help find the best treatment so that they can return home to their peace of life, to their way of life that they were hoping and wanting, to restore their dignity and worth that they have lost, and to begin to build a relationship on mutual trust and love. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we gather today at the Eucharistic table, let us first and foremost give thanks to God for this opportunity to share and participate in this vocation, to be instrument of God's healing love to those we encounter, to bring peace, to bring joy, to restore the peace that has been lost, the chaos that is ensued by illness and sickness. But let us not forget who has allowed us with this gift, who has given us this gift. This gift has been given, us, given to us and entrusted to us by God. So let us give thanks to God for that and let us restore and remind ourselves that every person we encounter deserves our respect, deserve our, digni our, our dignity and are loved and should be loved by everyone. Amen. <laughs>